0: Hello everyone, this is Holly. I am going to give this as a public service announcement. I'm in the studio by myself, but I just thought I would let you know that some of the background noise in this episode was from an adjacent studio that actually got a little loud. So I'm really apologetic if you hear any kind of background noise, sort of like little pew pew Try to forgive us this time, and and we'll try to do better. And tell that studio to knock it off. Thanks, guys.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cults Coffee and Conversation. My name is Carl, and I'm Holly. I'd like to welcome you back to our wrap-up edition of M Lab: My Life as a Baptist. And I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Uh, before we get into anything, though, we want to make sure that we do our disclaimer. It's very important that we do that, that this is for entertainment purposes only. We are standard normal people who go to our daily daily jobs, and we're doing our own personal observation and personal opinions about we what we are covering. I think that's about the skinny of it.
0: Okay, Carl.
1: All right. Before we also get into our wrap-up show we want to uh, let you know uh, how you can reach us first of all if uh, you are listening to us thank you we do appreciate that we are on every possible podcast icon you can find uh, we're on every phone we're on every every electrical device <laughs> <clears throat> we're on every electrical device give us five stars please rate us highly subscribe uh, subscribe as well it's very important you do subscribe Because it just lets us kind of climb the ladder of what we're trying to achieve. So do appreciate our fans. And uh, we do also appreciate the feedback. Now, speaking of feedback, you can reach us on our Facebook page at Colts Coffee and Conversation. Also on Instagram, Colts Coffee Convo. And, of course, we have our Twitter machine at Colts Coffee Con1. C-O-N-1, Colts Coffee Con1. And then, of course, we have our illustrious email address, which is Colts Coffee Convo at gmail.com and of course there is the uh, video recording as well on that same
0: yeah so what you can do is you get your voice memo recorder on your phone and you can record a, a message for us and just send it off to our email address that would be great
1: excellent okay so we'll real, real quick recap of the uh, prior episode Jack Scop has been arrested yes he's been arrested he's been convicted he's actually serving jail time we're going to pick up from there but we're also going to do a little bit of backtracking here because he also took over for infamous uh, Jack H- Doctor Jack Hiles yes also known as preacher yes okay well let's talk real quick about the misses uh Beverly Hiles and then we're going to go on, on to uh we're just going to go from there and we're going to just kind of put a nice little bow on our wonderful experience of M Lab.
0: okay so. so we're going to talk about Beverly Hiles and Dr. Jack Hiles passed away on February 6, 2001, and then on March 7, 2001, Jack Scop was voted almost unanimously in as a pastor. Now, Cindy is Beverly Hiles' daughter and married to Jack Scop. So about a year and a half goes by and Beverly decides that she's going to be moving to Texas with her daughter, Becky Smith. And it seems like that's a good idea. She can now, you know, get into a different mindset. She can also leave the church in good hands with uh, Cindy and her husband and she can go ahead and do her own life. Now at this time, she lives a private life. I do believe she did some speaking Mm -hmm. and she joined the first Baptist church of Dallas, Texas. Now that church is a fairly large church. It was started in 1863 has had a long history. Actually, the Reverend Billy Graham Mm. was a member there for 50 years. Cool. And he did change his membership when he was 90 to another closer church to his home. At that point, he wasn't traveling as much. and So anyway, he did transfer his membership. It was a Southern Baptist church, or it is a Southern Baptist church. Now, Beverly Hiles came from the leader of the IFB, Independent Fundamental Baptist Church, mm-hmm. who separated from the Southern Baptist church many decades prior. So I'm sure that if Dr. Jack Hiles knew that she joined a Southern Baptist church, he wouldn't be happy. But he isn't here to say what to do. So she did, and I know that it was reported that she had friends there and a good time of fellowship.
1: Awesome, okay.
0: And then she passed away in uh, 2017. She was living... In an independent retirement place, mm-hmm. there was an incident that happened, and she fell, hit her head on a piece of furniture on the nightstand, and passed away. Okay. Which was kind of tragic and horrible, in my opinion. But that happens.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's that's uh, pretty much Beverly Hiles. Now, we need to talk a little about... Uh, Jenny Nischick. Now, just a friendly reminder Jenny Nischick was the woman that Dr. Jack Hiles was having that relationship that we talked about in episode two. What do you know thing about Jenny Nischick?
0: Well, it's interesting. She did change her name back to her maiden name, Corley. Mm-hmm. There really isn't a lot about her, so she is off social media. I know that her children are not reckoned with her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I. She still may be alive. If she is, she's probably well into her 80s. -hmm. And that's all we know.
1: Okay. Now, what about the husband, Victor, who was forced to live in the basement?
0: Like a dog? Like
1: a dog in the corner.
0: Victor Nischik went on. Now, they were divorced in 1986. The big uproar was in 1989. And then there was a lot of things that happened in 1993. But he did go on and married someone else. He passed away, I think, in about 2015. We don't really know a lot about him after the big scandal.
1: Right. So he
0: went into a private life.
1: Okay. All right. Now, uh, of course, we need to talk about Jack Scop's wife, Cindy, uh, who, of course, is the daughter of Jack and Beverly Hiles. What's the finale with her?
0: Well, let's think about this, Carl. Her husband is now in prison for Mm -hmm. 12 years. Mm -hmm. She discovered all kinds of sordid details about this abuse that he did to the 16-year-old victim. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it didn't set well with her. Right. She did believe her husband in the beginning and she was going to stand by her man. Right. But it's overwhelming evidence was not to be. She also was burdened with the fact that she had to get rid of all their assets. He was fired. There was no more income. They had a home. They had a vacation home. And then all the other things that you have. And so she had to sell both homes, get rid of the furniture and the all the stuff. She had multiple cars. They had to get rid of that. You know, there's a lot of...
1: liquidation Liquidation
0: that she had to do and i'm really not so sure that she was equipped for it i don't know how much help she had now she had grown children so they may have helped her Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know about the church members at that point right because they were probably told not to associate with her for legal reasons or who knows i don't know any specifics but i can imagine she was probably pretty isolated. Her parents you know, her mother couldn't help her. Uh, her husband was was away in right. prison. Right. So after she got that done, she moved to Raleigh, North Carolina.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I did read at one time that her son-in-law and daughter were there, and he was a principal of a Christian school. so but they're not there anymore. I don't know. They, they moved on to Minnesota. I'm not clear about those facts, but I do know that as of right now, according to any of the records that we could find on the internet, she's in Raleigh, North Carolina.
1: Right. Okay. So now let's talk about the church itself in Hammond, Indiana. So now, of course, Jack Scott is in prison. He's no longer, obviously he's been fired. Of course, the, pretty much the Hiles legacy is now gone as a whole. So we have a new pastor now. And then this pastor, his name is uh, John Wilkerson. So let's talk about John Wilkerson.
0: Okay. From what I got on his biography, his official biography mm-hmm. on the church website, uh, he was married to his wife Linda in 1989. They have nine children, which Geef. really blew me away. That's nine a lot kids. of kids, okay? He grew up in Tennessee, he was saved as a child. Uh, He went to Hiles Anderson College, where Mm -hmm. he met his wife. Mm. He graduated from Hiles Anderson College in 1989. I'm sensing a theme here. He taught at City Baptist School for one year Mm -hmm. before moving to California to teach high school at the First Baptist Church of Long Beach. Mm. Now, the First Baptist Church of Long Beach, Carl, does that sound familiar?
1: Yeah, we went to go see Jack Hiles preach at that at that same church that's
0: correct that was probably in ninety one, ninety two. 92. i think mm. that we had figured that out
1: mm-hmm.
0: he was able to take that church for uh, 12 years well actually i skipped ahead in 1993 he assumed the position of a principalship of calvary christian school in baton rouge louisiana mm. okay then he returned to california to become the 18th pastor of the first baptist church of long beach in June of two thousand, Right. and he was pastor there for twelve years.
1: Hmm.
0: He went there back and forth a couple of times, so they obviously liked him. Right. Okay. In August of two thousand and eight, the Wilkersons lost their seventeen-year-old son Tyler as a result of a car accident, and the following Sunday, Pastor Wilkerson preached a sermon entitled "God Makes No Mistakes." Hmm. They have used their testimony to comfort other people. Beautiful. In February of 2013, Pastor Wilkerson became the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Hammond, Indiana. So he was a well-known person there. I did listen to some of his sermons in the last couple of months, a Wednesday night, a Sunday night, a Sunday morning. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, mostly he's uh, pretty much a Baptist preacher, the IFB. Right. He doesn't holler. Okay. He, he teaches and he's not boring, but his messages are very, very basic, very simple.
1: Not as sensationalized as the prior two.
0: No, not at all. He sticks with the Bible, tells the stories or tells the teaching of the verses. And he does insert some things, you know, of uh, living your life, but he's pretty much standard. But I did notice one thing on their website Mm. that they have, a. if you click in, it has something to do with their pledge and oversight of the safety of children Mm. and their standards of reporting anything that is not correct. And that they are accountable, not just to the church, but also to the authorities.
1: Yeah, so So they're making
0: that correction. A lot of the independent fundamental Baptists are going to have to do that now. Or if they do not, they will no longer exist as a... IFB. That is correct.
1: Okay. Now, let's kind of go a little further here. Now, with the fall of Jack Scop, and of course all the information coming out of... uh, what Dr. Hiles has did in the past. I guess there's some other stuff that's also come to light within the last few years.
0: Yes. So this is the IFB fallout, as we're going to call it. Okay. The nuclear bomb hit with Jack Skop Mm -hmm. became nationwide news. Obviously, we have a lot of other kinds of Exposure to things happening of a sexual abuse in Hollywood Right at the Catholic Church.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, now it's even the Southern Baptist Churches So mm. things are coming as an onion getting peeled back, right? So what is the fallout? is the the preacher boys that came out of Hiles Anderson College many many of them are in jail or being investigated for child abuse, sexual child abuse. There was a major investigative report published in December of 2018 by the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Right. And it uncovered 412 allegations. Now, these are allegations, but they're being investigated, of abuse across nearly 200 churches and institutions by which definition exist apart from denomination
1: denominational
0: yes affiliations and are not Main Street Baptist like the Southern Baptist Convention. So they are putting them in the independent fundamental Baptist group. Mm. Okay. In all, 168 leaders, including some of the most prominent pastors among the groups, thousands of US congregation faced abuse accusations over incidents spanning from the 1970s to present day. Mm. So not only are these, are church workers are involved, but the pastors, and the 1970s, that's where the IFB really started kicking off. Mm. Now, more than 130 of them have been found guilty of rape, kidnapping, sexual assault, and the litany of other crimes. Okay, and most of the victims are children or teens, okay? And it goes on and on. Right. It's pretty disgusting. Hmm. Obviously, as we find out, that you know, a lot of churches, Catholic Church, they have had, oh, and the Jehovah's Witnesses, which aren't a Christian church, but it's an organization.
1: Right, they're usually wrapped up in the, the umbrella of Christianity. For right,
0: some and they have a lot of accusations of child abuse also right not just child abuse but child sexual abuse yes okay so this is the fallout of all this cover-up and i guess a culture of i know we have talked to our friend and we're saying how does one pedophile know another pedophile
1: oh yeah i remember this conversation
0: i mean is there some kind of code how do how do we know? Uh, how do they know? It's kind of like, you know, birds of a feather flock together. Right. And I guess the way that these churches were structured, it was easy for these pedophiles to become not only members but responsible for children.
1: They can hide they can hide it well. Yes. Right. Okay. Now in all of this, is there like a positive light somewhere in all this?
0: Okay, yes. We did talk about the Sword of the Lord.
1: Yeah, I remember the Sword of the Lord conferences, yeah.
0: Yes, and the, there's the publication. Yes. Now, Dr. Sheldon Smith is currently in charge of the S- Sword of the Lord. Mm-hmm. He said anytime an allegation is made, action must be taken. Right. If the allegations are criminal in nature, as in the case of sex with a minor... It is imperative that law enforcement should be called immediately.
1: Absolutely. He
0: had an article, you know, denouncing all of this horrible IFB, sexual abuse of minors. And this is one of the things that he talked about in his article. Right. If the accused person is in a position to continue the abuse, or if they are where they can put pressure on the accuser, all of that potential must be removed immediately and the alleged victim must be protected. That's something that normally in these churches, the victim is to blame for right. what's happened.
1: Yeah, because they're ruining their euphor- or their utopia.
0: Yeah, they're ruining the testimony of the church. Yeah. And all accusations must not be ignored. Right. And the matter must be taken seriously and dealt with immediately and no effort to cover up the incident now this is in total opposite of what was taught in the jack hiles era
1: right right so let's let's talk about the that the both the jack hiles era kind of melting into the jack scott regime you know we we have to ask our our question like we always do with everyone is this a cult now let's let's talk about that is is this a cult or is let, let, let's just do the breakdown let's just do the breakdown is this a cult yes or no
0: okay jack hiles started the ifb as it looks like today mm-hmm. and some of the shortcomings that's an easy word for it All Right. were he had a lot of boasting oh okay? yeah he boasted about they had the greatest churches. He had the greatest church, the greatest preachers. He liked to talk about numbers, okay? Attendance, how many came to, to the church, how many salvations, how many baptisms. And a preacher talk in, in these circles are, how many are you running
1: right. in church? Yeah.
0: It sounds like cattle to me. Right. How big of a crowd do you have? Right. We have to have a crowd. Bigger ego. And to me, they don't really care about the individual.
1: Right. Makes sense. Because if you're good, you can have a lot of people. And if you're not good, you have none. So therefore, you're not important to the movement. So therefore... Exactly. It's all about the movement.
0: Yes. They took a stance that if you had a bigger... The bigger congregation that you had, the more pull that you had, the more important you... You know, your words were... Right. And how much more respect you got. And it just went on from there. The 100% for Hiles. Yeah. That was a little bit, it's all or nothing.
1: Yeah. Feast or famine. You're with me or you're against me.
0: Exactly. Also, fundamentalism would fall without him. Without him.
1: They made him a godlike figure.
0: Yes. He allowed hero worshiping of himself. Right. And he was the center of all the preaching. Right. Now, the serial immorality.
1: Hmm. Okay. Somehow I see a theme on that too.
0: Right. We had Jack Hiles, mm-hmm. David Hiles, his yep. son. Oh, yeah. He's we a talked piece of about water. him. Yeah. And of course, we talked about Jack Scott. Yeah. Now, Jack Scott only got caught <laughs> once. Okay. Yeah,
1: he only got caught with the, just the one. So. But usually. You, you, there's usually more.
0: Yeah. Now, the preacher boys sent out from Hiles Anderson College really infected these independent fundamental Baptist churches
1: right. Well, I mean, let's put it this way on on that the if you take a look at the rules and the stringent militaristic I mean, that's that's putting it mildly, you know with the just the calling out of a member if they were moving around too much, they would do it from the pulpit. It's super controlling. So, I mean, and of course, the leader couldn't himself follow those standards. But I'm sorry, go ahead. I just went Oh, on. no, that's okay. Small tangent.
0: The cultic obedience to a pastor. Right. This is kind of where we're going to get some bullet points here. This is Dr. Jack Hiles, and I believe Dr. Jack Scott went along with this too. Well, it worked. He demanded unquestioning loyalty. Of course, questioning was treated for gossip, and critics were treated as enemies.
1: Yeah, that's the Jim Jones effect.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. The IFB pastor was God's anointed, the man of God, God's man, not that's, to be touched.
1: Yeah, that's more of the uh, Osho, or that's true. Or uh, he was the Bhagwan,
0: the ba- Bhagwan Sri Roshni yeah, that yeah, we so talked about. Yeah. Now, there was a time in pastor's school where he would demonstrate the loyalty that his deacons had for him.
1: Right. And
0: one of the reenactments were, he would have one of his deacons sit in a chair.
1: Right,
0: He would say, stand up. And he would stand up, sit down. He would sit down, you know, and we'd go back and forth, stand up, sit down, which is pretty. That's
1: Jim Jones-ish.
0: Well, I mean, on the surface, it doesn't seem like he's harming that person.
1: Right. But it's the programming part.
0: Yes, it is the programming part. Oh, he did this to impress the visiting pastors.
1: So that he goes through.
0: Yes. Mm. And he wanted to show his power over the people and to illustrate to them his philosophy of pastoring, which is to demand of the people unquestioning obedience. Now, you're in a... A bunch of pastors in the pastor's conference. You see this. You admire Dr. Jack Hiles. You see how... So you're going to go home to your home church... And do that. And do that.
1: Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. mm
0: mm-hmm. Dr. Hiles said on more than one occasion, if I told my staff to jump off a bridge and commit suicide, they would do it. He said this, for example, in a sermon on March 5th in
1: 1989. Well, that's... Va- that is definitely up the Jim Jones alley because remember, there was that story um, that they were talking about when they were in, uh, they were like behind, oh no, it was the, uh, the juice. Yeah. He told them to drink it and then they, just to see how they would react, uh, he, then he told them it was poisonous. To, yeah, that to, was uh, in
0: the church building still in California. In San Francisco, that's, yeah. that's correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jack Heil's own daughter, Linda, said every member was in complete obedience to my father they didn't dare disagree or be disloyal for fear of being publicly ridiculed or punished or banished for doing so this is linda hiles murphy testimony at the ted ohi change event in Ojai, california april fifth, 2012
1: so that's more that's 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 additional jim jones stuff
0: i can see when she said that it did hit it hit a nerve for me because it appeared that people were, were going to do it that way
1: right I just the whole public ridiculing thing just makes no sense to me. I mean, it Well, I think I don't even see I don't even see where it's even biblical, but that's just
0: Correct. What the point was in when I was involved in those type of churches is he's preaching the word of God. It's important people need to hear and we don't need a distraction. Because of the sacredness of that preaching of that service, no noise, no wandering around. And he made a big deal about it so that you really wouldn't want to do it. But who got caught in that trap wasn't the people that came all the time. It was the visitors. Right. So a little story. We knew people who moved back to Illinois. Mm -hmm. And they were about maybe 60 miles southwest of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're out in the country. But they had heard of Jack Hiles because when they were in our church, we would talk about him. Right. But they didn't know the ins and the outs. They just thought, oh, great. So they went to visit on a Sunday morning, he and his wife and their group of people that they were discipling at the time. Right. Oh, and I forgot to mention this, too. He was an African-American and she was white. Mm.
1: That's another thing.
0: Okay, right. that they don't condone well for some reason they didn't know they better be early they were late and they're walking down the aisle and they weren't dressed right they had like a jean vest on, jeans hat, you know casual, very very casual clothing and they're walking down in, in the middle of the service hmm and I guess he ripped them a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and he was shocked. He couldn't believe it. Right. Our friend. Oh, I said, oh, yeah, I can't believe you did that. That was like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we never included that kind of thing in right. talk of Dr. Jack Hiles. Right. That was the mindset to me at that time. I never thought of this high control. I just thought, no, no, people need to be serious about the Word of God. That's that's it. So, But then, you know, my mind was being probably a little bit um, controlled, if you want to call
1: it that. Right. Right. So let's talk about the college also, because the college is still part of it. What Since we always have the church boys, or what are they called again? Preacher boys. Preacher boys. You know, what What was their, how, I mean, how did they infect everything?
0: Well, they all had to go to... First Baptist Church, right. they listened to all the sermons. They mm-hmm. had chapel, I don't know, a lot. I don't know if it's two or three times a week. Dr. Jack Scott would preach there quite a bit, right. plus Dr. Hiles, Dr. Wendell Evans, whoever else is in the area that they would invite. Mm. And when they they would have chapel at the college, they would whoop and holler men in the audience. And they would, you know, when the preacher would walk out, whether it be Jack Scott or Dr. Hiles, they would just, amen, amen, woo, woo, you know, they would just go like it's a pep rally. Right. Okay. And they were very excited to see him, but it would go on and on, kind of like a little bit of a hero worship there.
1: Right. Well, what's this loyalty to leadership?
0: They actually had it written down in their handbook. Okay. So let's read a few of the points. Sure always think the leader is right mm. never give your opinion when the leader feels strongly mm. okay
1: Interesting. Mm.
0: another one don't correct the leader anytime exclamation the people are better off hearing a wrong answer than to see the leader put down by a follower i look at it as a put down when a leader is corrected
1: hmm interesting very stalinistic
0: The thing is, is there's always a time and a place for everything, and you wouldn't just shout the person down.
1: No, I get it, but still. But there's no questioning. Yeah.
0: Always do anything the leader asks, whether it is right or not. Yeah, that, no. Why?
1: Yeah, that's...
0: Well, it says, A, I trust him not to ask me to do something immoral or sinful. B, if I do something I think will hurt someone... It is him who was responsible to God for it.
1: No, no, I'm sorry.
0: No, that's abdicating your own responsibility of right and wrong. God gave us a brain. He gave us a conscience. He gave us the Bible. Well, also he, the gave us he gave us training of what's right and wrong.
1: The choice as well.
0: Yeah, we, we do have a choice. Right. We can't blame that. And I've seen that where there was a women's circle that we had one time many years ago. And a woman stood up and said, "Well, if my husband told me to go stand out on the freeway, I would do it because I know that God would protect me or and if it, and if it didn't, it would be his fault.
1: Mind control sorry
0: Well I don't I think honestly at that point she was just trying to get in
1: good right
0: but... That kind of thinking is very dangerous. It's
1: very, very dangerous.
0: It says, never say anything negative about the leader, not even in a joke.
1: Yeah, well, if you're not open to criticism, then you have a lot to hide. So, you know, that type of mentality for me, just, sorry, you know, I don't pull back punches on on anybody anymore. So, you know, because that type of thing is more of, you know, you give the power to the person or that individual if you let it. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's your walk, it's your belief system, everything is up to you and how you want to pursue it. So, for someone to be taught that kind of stuff, it's strictly just for, as far as I'm concerned, is just, you could say mind control, and you can say uh, just putting total control, you know, very Stalinistic, very totalitarian.
0: Oh, totalitarian.
1: Totalitarian, yes. Did I say that right? Well, there, I it, it, does it does
0: give an excuse for the average person to say, well, like in the Nazis, okay, they yeah. saw all of the concentration camps. They were part of it. They were in the town. They lived nearby. They they knew what was going on. They saw the, the Jews being taken away. I mean, or let's say just even the people in the military. Well, I was all, only doing what I was ordered to do. Right. But guess what? It doesn't really fly. No, and it, it didn't fly with the courts.
1: No, it didn't. No, it's called you're a human being. You, you should have made up your own mind. Yeah. Right, I get it once again the final question is this a cult
0: I would say that it was a cultic church right in Hammond Indiana mm. at the time that dr. Jack Hiles was there and when dr. Jack Scott was there right I don't know about dr. John Wilkerson hmm I pretty much don't think so at this point right Um, You know, they're very conservative. They still have their standards and their rules and and things of that nature I don't see him as being an iron fist, right? I don't think that he is what the people who left that movement want to see right but They left they need to go and move on and do what they need to do and a lot of them are right so those people they're being led by this new person hopefully it'll go along and they can restore their reputation mm-hmm. and they can restore their congregation and, and move on.
1: Right. Okay. Now the important one, I'm throwing you a curveball on this. Now this was your, your main core beliefs. You know, we've, you've been very uh, nice to, you know, open this door into your background and your life and how it brought you to where you are today. As far as your core beliefs go, through this entire journey that you've decided to take, how do you feel about all this? Because it is my life as a Baptist, this is you know someone that you you've bought the tapes for twenty plus years is something that you you know really took to heart and you did take serious and to find out all this stuff at the at the end of the end of the end of the journey here because you you did go to the funeral. I mean, you were there you know you were vested very vested into this. How are you feeling in regards to now? I mean, what's what's your perspective on it? Disappointed.
0: Well, I've had a lot of disappointments in my life. Mm, yeah. Okay, as far as people that I've looked up to. Right. And now I'm a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> and I've come to find out that unfortunately people aren't perfect. People are sinful. And people hurt people. And I don't want to say, well, he never did anything to me personally, so it's all okay. Because that's not good to say. No, I know people that say that about other situations, and I don't appreciate it. As far as my experiences go, I appreciated everything that I've learned from Dr. Jack Hiles as far as not really the Bible, but... Like I said before, just positive living, getting through faith, keep working towards the Lord and...
1: The teachings part
0: ...and not to quit. Yeah. And seeing that other people have it worse and how to cheer yourself up in the Lord. And maybe they were fake stories. I don't know. But they got me through a whole lot. Right. Okay? Right. Now, as far as going to visit in 1994... I don't regret that. Right. Going to his funeral in uh, two thousand and one. I don't regret that either. Right. I do have to stand with the the victims
1: mm-hmm. of the IFB. Mm-hmm.
0: I haven't been in the IFB since nineteen eighty
1: one.
0: Mm. So that's many many years. Right. A lot of this really started to ramp up in those days. it was coming in on the 70s now 80s 90s you know all these decades I wasn't involved right but there was a lot of people that got hurt right severely I stand with the victims they need to get their justice if they need to speak out they need to get their truth out they need to expose what's happened if it's just saying their story getting justice in the court I don't think that should be uh, stopped right in all that now Jack Hiles is dead I believe that the majority of his legacy is is tarnished and tainted you know that's that's his fault and Jack Scott is just one big mess as far as I'm concerned I don't know what the IFB is going to turn out to be they're gonna have to change
1: well, they are more transparent now than they were before, well, definitely. Well, a
0: lot of them, and if they're not, they're going to end up just dissolving because people aren't going to put up with it. Right. Now, we do have, besides John Wilkerson, right. he's there at First Baptist Church in Hammond, Indiana. There is another person that's his second, I guess, most influential person in the IFB, mm-hmm. and that is Dr. Paul Chappell who is in Lancaster, California. Mm-hmm. It's in Los Angeles County, but out in the desert in the Antelope Valley. He's doing a huge church. He has a West Coast... I don't know if it's a Baptist Bible college or just Bible college, but he does have that. And he's he's uh, moving along and moving forward and trying to reach people. They support missionaries and, you know, the whole thing.
1: They're doing what they're supposed to be doing.
0: Mm-hmm. I... You know, there's always criticism of people.
1: Of course, that comes with anything.
0: But so far, not a whole lot has come out of there like First Baptist Church of Hammond, Indiana. Right. So we're going to have to go with... Above board. For the most part, right. I guess so, because nothing's come out.
1: Right. All right. Well, once again, thank you for you know, opening up and sharing this. You know, just expressing your, your personal views on it. I do appreciate it, and I'm pretty sure the listeners and the fans do appreciate it as well. So on that note, guys, this is, this is it. We are done with the Independent Fundamental Baptists. But stay tuned for our next project. We are actually really excited about the next one. Well, let me correct that. I am excited about this one uh, because I really hate this human being to the core of me. And it's also going to be, it's, it's going to be very recent, extremely recent. Kind
0: of, so, is it in the same era as what we just talked about?
1: Yes, it's going to be in the '70s and the '80s, and believe it or not, it's still around today. So
0: I know it was in the '90s too. Oh,
1: It was in the night. Well, '70s, '80s. Well, then, yeah. duh, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So, once again, thank you for uh, thank you for listening. Oh, well, yeah,
0: and stay tuned because we'll do a, a little uh, preview of that uh, we coming are, up. We're going
1: to do a preview of it. We are going to do so uh, uh, hang tight, hold on, and God bless you guys. Thank you. Good night, Holly.
0: Good night, Carl.